Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 3rd, 2021. No guests tonight, but plenty of games to talk about. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless, 5G built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations, two in California. You're home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, college hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, right here in the Phoenix Valley, three locations, Gilbert, Peoria, and the goalie superstore in Scottsdale. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein, my co-host as always, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you after another great week of hockey action? Uh, I, I think this show needs a new uh, voice for the intros. That guy, I'm getting tired <laughs> of that guy's voice. Are you getting tired of him? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, start, that we'll start shopping it. We'll start shopping it if we have to. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, who knows how many people are getting turned off just by tuning into that <laughs> well well happy new year again because it is the third of january we're uh it is we're, we're kicking off 2021 uh, paul this was really funny. don't feel like it okay exactly so i was just gonna say this 2021 stuff kind of bothers me and here's why because okay. um yes the calendar turned to 2021 and yes it is a new year but that's where it ends, right? I mean, the pandemic doesn't give a rip that it's 2021. It, it keeps going on and on and on. But it seems like people, at least here in Arizona, have just thrown it out the window. It's like, what are you talking about? What pandemic? What what virus? Uh, 17,234 new cases in the state of Arizona today. And I saw more people today, Paul, out and about doing things they shouldn't be doing without a mask than I have seen in months. Talk and, to me in uh, three weeks. It, it, yeah, exactly. It is so frustrating. I could say are, 18 days to be specific or 17 days to be specific, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I hear you. You know, how, you know how I feel about being political on this show. We can yeah, do that. 
Yeah, I, I know. You, you want to talk to me on Twitter? I can be as political as you want, but uh, on this, no, this is not what this is about. I hear it, but but here's my thoughts, Paul. Is at least not that kind of politics. We could talk right. hockey politics, but <laughs> but here's my thoughts behind the whole thing: is hockey has been one of the things that has gotten off to a pretty good start. One of the professional sports has done it, I think, as close to the right way as possible. Whether it be the pod or the NHL or whatever. Okay, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the start of the NHL season. I'm excited about the second quote-unquote half of the NCAA season. But you know what? You keep messing around like this. These numbers keep going up. These hospitals are are overtaxed. What's going to end up happening is we're going to lose what we're enjoying right now. And I don't want that to happen. Uh, And I just, you know, I just don't understand why people can't function. I mean, we've got... The, the vaccines that are already rolling out, it's going to take time. We all know that. But come on, people. I mean, let, let's keep what we got and let's enhance it. Let's not make it worse. Anyway, that's my soapbox for tonight. Uh, college hockey is uh, off and running in the new year as well. All of our teams, and I mean Air Force, ASU, Colorado College, and Denver, all got some game action in at least uh, at least one game this week, if if not two in some cases. So, um, just your thoughts, Paul, on on how things are going in NCAA hockey right now as you look at it from thirty thousand feet. Well, you know it it's just one of the it's it's like everything else. You're taking it day to day. You get up in the morning and you look at the schedule. And, okay, today there's eight games on the schedule. Are they going to play all eight games? If they play all eight games, then we win. If they don't play all eight games, then we lose. And it's really not about wins and losses right now. Because the wins and losses, are, are they pl- do they play? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Um, okay, then- so that's the first thing. Okay. All right, that's the first thing. Um, as 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 a hockey person, we've pretty much had hockey in one way, shape, or form pretty much straight through since August. There was a slight break after the Lightning. I'm sorry about that. Uh, won the Stanley Cup. Was that your stomach growling, or what did I hear there? No, that was me growling because oh, okay. Okay. of okay. Yeah, I hear uh, the, I hear the way the playoffs ended. <laughs> um, and I don't believe in that. Well, at least they lost to the champs. Nah, screw that. Um, and so it was, what, about five weeks between the end of the NHL playoff season and the start of college hockey. So, you know, we've pretty much had hockey since August. Um, that's, that's exactly what I was saying in the beginning of the show, is that we, we've gotten it back. Hockey's done a great job of, of putting things together. We've talked to great guests. We've, uh, we've seen so much great hockey action that, please, people, please don't blow it now. I mean, we're on the home stretch here of the season, and we might actually have an NCAA tournament unless people go nuts. Okay, listen. You know, hopefully, we have an NCAA tournament. Um, I, I'm thinking of the intensity of what's going to be a 56 game NHL season. 
uh, original six style where you're only playing teams in your own division. And, you know, we've got the World Juniors going on right now. And so, um, like I said, I just wake up, look at the schedule, and want to see if they play all the games. And if they play all the games, I worry about the results after that. Yeah, I doesn't mean so. I don't want the results to be a certain way. Yeah, but. I know. Yeah, I think everybody knows. They understand that. Um, let's let's jump into it. Let's talk about uh, the most recent game and a game where the number one team in the country played hockey. That was this they afternoon did. in uh, 3M Arena at Mariucci in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, right. The Golden Gophers taking on Arizona State. Um, the first time Arizona State has been back to Minnesota for uh, two years, I guess it was, when they – finished out the season two years ago there. Um, They're playing the number one team in the country. The first time Arizona State's had an opportunity to play a number one while they were number one. Uh, Minnesota undefeated coming in, uh, 8-0. Minnesota had not allowed a power play goal coming into this game. Minnesota had not trailed uh, this season coming into this game. Tell us about what happened in the first period. Unfortunately, uh... The bottom line is Minnesota is still nine and zero, is still undefeated. Um, it's been chipped away at. They actually trailed for the first time all season. They trailed ASU for got a period, a, Paul. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, ASU got a power play goal. First one Minnesota's uh, allowed. Period. First one that Minnesota's allowed. Um, ASU penalty killing was off the charts tonight. They were fantastic. Uh, they were fantastic. Um, they they kept them in the game, listen, especially in the five minute major. Well, listen, Minnesota, get listen, into in a minute. Minnesota's good. They're really, really good, and they took advantage of what few mistakes ASU made today in terms of uh, taking advantage of their opportunities. Uh, Lafontaine from Minnesota made some great saves at a time where ASU was trying to get back in the game. And I'll say this, and I don't care that Minnesota has three defensemen at the World Junior Championships. ASU went about 25 minutes of playing time today without allowing Minnesota a shot on goal. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. So uh, does that sound like an excuse for not winning? No. Uh, Listen, the end result is what the end result is. But uh, there was no point in that game where I really didn't think that ASU uh, didn't belong on the ice. It's not like ASU wasn't missing players. You know, their their all-time leading goal scorer was playing his first game in three months. So there's plenty of, I, I don't want to use the word excuses, but there's plenty of, you can rationalize anything. Yeah, of course you can, and you can do it from both sides of the uh, right. of the ice surface. So. Uh, right. Okay. And, that, and, you know, Minnesota was the better team today. They won the game. Well, they're the number one team in the country, and they're number undefeated. Number one team so in the country, they're undefeated. That's the way, that's the way still, they've done it. That's the way they've done it, though, against every everybody. team they've played. So right. they still—I don't think they've given up more than two goals in a game yet this year. 
And if they I have, believe, I don't believe so. If they have, uh, it was Pat McLeddy will tell us about it. <laughs> He'll tell us on Tuesday. Uh, I, I very much look forward to hearing from Pat on Tuesday. Um, and I and I don't know if I should save the five minute major call for Tuesday so we can get into that or no, because I'm going to get into no. that. I'm getting on a soapbox right now. Right. If you want, it was a garbage call. Major. It was a me, garbage call. There's, there's no so, this was a garbage call. Absolutely. What, did it, did it deserve them. a penalty? You want to say yes. it deserved a penalty? Sure. Yeah, it's a, yes. It was a two-minute yes. minor cross-checking. Yes. Uh, two minute it was minor not a five-minute major, and it was not a game misconduct. Uh, I mean, five, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a disqualification that I know of. No. There's, there's no – he's. Um, oh, five minute, five minute in a game is going to give him – he's going to miss a game. Is he? I well, oh, yeah. I think isn't there a difference between getting thrown out and a disqualification? Uh, I don't think so. I, not I, in this case. I think when you get a five in a game, I think you're done for a game. But well, we'll, uh, we'll find I, that I, out. We'll, I mean, I'll, we'll, I'll double, double check. check on that. But it was garbage. I'm pretty call. sure. A garbage okay. call. He he did he hit him? Yeah, he hit him. Okay, but he hit him okay. ten feet from the goal line. Okay, that's your that's your stop. Stop right there for a minute because I want to step back because I, I snap shots on the replay uh, on my camera. And I sent them to you, but but I haven't put them out there yet. Uh, what happened on the play was that the the pressure was coming from Gavito Janssen's, and he, he was coming in deep, and he did make contact, stick the body with both hands. That in the rule book is cross-checking. Correct. He, he hit him uh, in the waist. But it happened – uh, number one is it was very light, a very light hit. I mean, it was not ferocious or violent in any form or any shape. Uh, but the contact initiated at about the faceoff dot, and it carried with two just outside the circle, and that's when he let up. He didn't force him. So, so he had the circle to the end goal line to the distance to the boards before he hit the boards. That is not a violent intent to injure hit. If that was going to be a violent intent to injure five-minute major, the contact would have initiated either later or it would have continued through the goal line and into the boards. This gentleman, I can't remember even who it was that took the hit, but he went down um, and he slid, and he slid into the boards because he couldn't stop himself. And... Was there contact? Yes. It was a two-minute minor for cross-checking contact. That's what initially it was called. Bob Motzko wanted it reviewed, and, and and they went and reviewed it, and that's when they came back. Okay, here's here's my soapbox. Another five-minute major against an Arizona State player at the University of Minnesota. It happened two years ago to Jacob Wilson. I was in the building when that happened. That was a clean hit. It's center ice, uh, almost center ice, just outside the blue line, I guess. But it was right in front of me from the press box. It was a violent hit because two bodies were coming very hard at each other and collided. There was no driving to the head. It was body to body. The head's hit after the body's hit because that's what happens when your body is propelled. Uh, Jacob Wilson gets a, a, a five-minute major, a game, and he misses a game. Um, we're going to find out what happens with Cavito. I think he's going to miss a game. I think it's going to be tomorrow night, but we'll find out. Um, but that's two calls that, in my estimation, 
were homer calls. And, and I mean big-time homer calls. Uh, the first one was violent, but it was two bodies hitting each other full speed, so of course it's going to be violent. The second one tonight was not violent in any shape or form. And as a former official, and I can say this, I, I got to level four. I got as high as you can get in officiating in USA Hockey. I've refereed games before. I've refereed college-age games before. And that is not how that's supposed to read. And I would love to find out who on the other end of that, that phone line told them that, yep, change it to a major in a game. Because no, all, all, all I know that, is there was a garbage was call. It was awful. Garbage call. And um, it could have swayed the game. Unfortunately, it did not, except for the fact well, that Minnesota – That means ASU, well, ASU had to kill five minutes. I know. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 could have, it, it, it could have changed the game if Minnesota had scored with their lethal power play two or three times. But that part didn't happen. But you're right. It did take five minutes of penalty kill out, which, meant, which Arizona State did a great job of shutting down the, uh, the power play from Minnesota, which is lethal. And, and by the uh, way, that was the end point of the stretch where Minnesota hadn't gotten a shot on goal. Exactly. Exactly. So, it was, and it gave them life. And listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that that was the difference between ASU winning and losing. No, me either. Okay. But when you sit there and ASU is not taking a lot of penalties this year. No. No, they they have like, They've been very good. All right. And that was a complete garbage call. And and I know we you spent about six minutes on this already. But the fact of the matter is, and then I have to hear the analyst basically whisper under his breath, Yeah, well, if this was Minnesota doing this, I would have called it the same way. Horse crap you would have. Exactly. Horse crap you would have said. That was a five-minute major and a and a misconduct and a game misconduct. And I'm gonna and I realize that he's there and I'm here. Okay, I'm not working for Fox Sports North. Okay, but that was a garbage call. And for him to say I would have said the same thing when they can't get, uh, you know what? It, he, I, hold on a minute. I'll let you collect your thoughts for a minute, but let me tell you. My thoughts are collected. I just don't want to say it right now. <laughs> Here, okay. Well, here's the difference. The, the call on the ice was a two-minute minor because that's how they saw it as an on-ice official. Now, when the player wasn't injured, he got back up and got in a play, and and it wasn't it wasn't even going to be reviewed until Bob Mosco called, the Minnesota coach, called for a review. It, then I don't know how you come back and, and go over to Greg Powers and say, hey, yeah, we looked at it closer. It was a violent, vicious hit that deserved – I mean, you can't even do it. Trust me, yeah, that's the last thing you want to do as an official is go over and tell the opposing coach why you changed it because the call on the ice was a minor. And, uh, and that's what frustrates me about, about hockey, and that's really what frustrates me about a non-conference because Coach Powers has got no – no control over what happens at this point. He's an independent. I, I understand that. Playing understand loosely that. In, in a conference that uh, already has different rules for him in regards to, like, his his name doesn't appear, his team's name doesn't appear in the Big Ten standings. Yeah, but his, they knew that going in. Name. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that 
His team does not appear in the Big Ten standings. They change the rules for overtime in games that are played against Arizona State as opposed to what happens in the regular Big Ten, which is all just a bunch of horse hockey, if you ask me, because that's uh, that's BS. So, so Coach Powers has got nothing to really do. He can scream all he wants, but he's got no recourse uh, that I'm aware of to do anything about an officiated call like that. Um, like I said, I'm not going to say that's why they lost because they played. Not. There were plenty of other plays that, that cost them the game, and there were some goaltending blunders and running into each other, three guys in front of your own goaltender and letting uh, Ronta bury a puck on a backhand. <laughs> it was like uh, – yeah, so, And those things happen in the game too. But, but, but what I'm saying is, and this is what I started the conversation on this about, Paul, is that it, it just is – just play the game fairly. Whoever the two teams are, officiate it the same way. Don't officiate it because it's a Big Ten crew doing a Big Ten with one Big Ten school and one not. Well, and listen. I don't we, like we, it. We, we get that those things happen. When I watch a game, I, 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 I try I, – I don't sit there and say, well, that's uh, – listen, because nobody – Nobody has worse officiating than the Pac-12 now you're for talking most of their other sports. Now you're so, talking about football. Well, what, that's what I said for most sports. I, I okay. get. I, so if you're going to sit there and, and talk to me about officiating, uh, you're talking to somebody that um, tries to take each individual game as its own entity. Uh, because, uh, listen, I don't want to sit here and say I was a level four USA hockey official, but I've done it even if it was just youth stuff. So I'm not anti-officials, but that was a garbage call. And if they allowed, and I don't know if they did or not, uh, and, and I don't know because it was not revealed to us on the telecast that Motsko called for a review. Oh, oh yeah, it was. That's oh, why they I went into the box. That yeah, that's well, why they went into the box. They said that they said Bob that that's for review. Well, then if that's the case, and the officials let themselves get intimidated in that situation on a hit that was clearly not a major, then the Big Ten has bigger issues anyway. Well, it, it's not. It's not just the Big Ten. It's uh, it's all over. But well, that that's the that's the thing. I know Coach Powers likes to play his games and, and be competitive and do what he can. But he's at a severe disadvantage by not being in the conference. And hopefully, well, we don't have that building, much longer to wait for that. Well, I know, and hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later. Well, um, well, I I I would be shocked if we don't know by the start of the next season. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you who it is. It's going to be the Big well, Ten. Maybe. No. Nope, maybe. Nope. nope, nope well, we maybe. know it's going to be one of two. It's going to be the Big Ten, and, and here's why. Because the Big Ten is not going to send all of their teams. I know the agreement. I've heard it all. They're not all coming to, to Arizona State if they're not in the conference. It's not happening. It's not happening. They're going to be in the conference. Uh 
and I, and the, I'm calling BS. And anybody that says even odd numbers don't don't matter, they do matter. They do matter. Eight teams in the Big Ten makes a whole lot more sense than seven, because everybody's scheduling then is better off. Nine yeah, teams, but, but Illinois, but nine, Illinois, Scott, Illinois, they're 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 going to announce any day now. They've been yeah, saying yeah. that for four years. Come on, right, right. Well, they haven't. And if they do come in, they're going to come in with a partner. There'll be there'll be another team that'll be added, and it'll be it'll go from the Big Eight to the actual Big Ten, well, because I, Arizona Arizona State's going to be a Big Ten school, and I think that I think behind the scenes it's already been worked out. I just don't think they're going to say it yet, and it's pretty clear they had an option to to do something with the NCHC, and it didn't happen. Um, this Big Ten thing and the reciprocating. We're coming to your rink when your new rink is ready in 2022. 2022, ASU is going to be in a conference, and if they're not right. in the Big, Ten, if they're not in the Big Ten conference, they don't have they don't have enough they don't have 14 dates to play uh, Big uh, Ten schools. They there was there nobody said that they were going to all be in the same year. That's what they said. I uh, I then you're going to have to show me that because I read every uh, every line. They didn't say all, they agreed to return to Tempe. There was no statement there that it was going to be in 21, 22 or 22, 23. It, it's going to be, was, it's going to be the big 10 conference. Okay. Uh, we can get off that now. Now I'm well, confident listen, that that's I, what I, it's going to be. I, I, listen, you're entitled to think that way. And, and I've said it here before. I think that's right. And I've said it here before. I think that's the right fit, but, uh, they, I think they're not asking me. Okay, I think it's the right fit and, for university and we've had size. Discussion, so we can have this discussion yeah. on Tuesday too. But we've had it with Jess Myers. I don't. And, I, I think it's a great fit in everything except fairness has to come in. Arizona State's been to Minnesota twice. They've gotten right? screwed. They they played three games of the four so far. They've gotten screwed in all three of them. Um, is that all of a sudden going to change? If they join the conference as a full-fledged member, is everybody going to go, oh, you're now a member of the Big Ten, so now everything's going to work out just fine? I'm calling BS on that right now. They, I will tell you right now as a as – Yeah, the difference lived, is, though, Minnesota will have to go to in the upper mid, Somebody that's lived in the upper Midwest, okay, somebody that's lived in the upper Midwest, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame – Okay, I'll take Notre Dame off because I'm at the two teams that in the Big Ten that might uh, have a little different feeling towards Arizona State are Notre Dame and Penn State. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, I can assure you, they all detest the fact that Arizona State has a hockey program, and they all detest that they might possibly come into their building and win a game or, worse yet, sweep them. None of them want that. And, and that's, you know, that's just the way it is, period. So they are a much better fit with the schools in the NCHC because I only know one school that would not like Arizona State in their conference in the NCHC, and that's North Dakota. Everybody else has given them a fair shot. They've played them. They've uh, invited them in. They've gone here. Uh, it, it's it's different. So Are, are we going to take that up next week? Yeah, just be careful. What we wish for is what I'm saying, because it, I don't want to see Arizona State get into a conference where they're the the black sheep and they don't 
They don't get anything. They don't get any calls. And, and yeah, they got to come to Arizona State, but so do the officials. They'll always have Big Ten officials. They're not just because they come to Arizona State. If they're in the conference, the Big Ten officials are coming here. They're not going to get the bill. But, Scott, it makes a difference, and you know that. How? Of course it makes a difference. How? Tell me how. Because you know it does. When, when you know, <laughs> That's not when, an answer. Give me well, an answer. Because, how does it make because a difference? When you, know, when you know that you have to see somebody on a regular basis, whether so, it's consciously or subconsciously, it makes a difference. Familiarity so. does matter. Not in this case. Okay. That's just my feeling. Again, that's my opinion, folks. I, I think you're entitled. I, I think it's a, a bad choice for the hockey part of it. I think for the university part of it, equal size universities, yeah, makes sense. Seven teams add an eighth makes sense. But as far as the hockey part of it, I think it's going to be an uphill battle every single game you play, no matter where you're at. Period. Because they will never want to be upstaged by an Arizona State team that they feel like has uh, has got advantages now over them because they're going to have a new building, they're going to have warm weather climate. That it's uh, it's not going to happen anyway. That's off my soapbox. Well, you're okay with that in terms of say St. Cloud or Miami. Or... St. Cloud doesn't feel that way. Neither does Miami. Neither does Denver. Neither does Colorado College. None of them feel that way. They, they've come here to play and not whined and complained. They've, Arizona State's gone there. and it, Have they played Miami? Me? Not Miami yet, but, but I mean, some yeah, of them. Yeah, I don't think they've. Have they? I don't, just, I don't remember them playing Miami. I think that's one of the I, I schools they haven't played yet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is, hockey-wise, hockey-wise, they're a much better fit with the NCHC. But I think. I know what the commissioner said, and I know what he had to say. Because if he'd have come out and said, hey, no, we really want to keep even numbers, then that would have been a dead giveaway that they're not going there. So I'm I'm convinced that he said what he said to be politically correct. And he may still feel that way, that, that he doesn't mind. And that's fine. He doesn't mind if he has odd or even numbers. But I can tell you, most conferences are a lot happier if they've got even numbers to schedule with than odd numbers. It makes it really, really difficult. And then it's, uh, it, anyway, that's my soapbox for that. I don't know, I don't know how, but anyway, we, you want, you want to, we can go on to the other teams now if you want, because okay, we're just going to so, sit here and go back and forth on this. And we can save the five-minute major talk for Tuesday when Pat joins us. Yeah, well, I wish Pat had been there to see it, because he's going to be. He? Uh, no, he's uh, doing the Minnesota Duluth-St. Cloud series of TV. So he's not going to do that game until tomorrow. Oh, He's going to do Arizona well. State, Minnesota tomorrow. Well, he'll see it. Yeah, he'll see it, but he didn't see it live, you know. So he'll see it anyway. Yeah, I don't. I know he'll see it. He just didn't see it live. Okay, okay. so tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, six p.m. And that was a good time. series too, by the way. Oh yeah, well, Saint Cloud Duluth, six p.m. tomorrow Mountain Time, Minnesota and Arizona State will do battle one more time at three uh, M Arena at Mariucci in Minneapolis. And then the uh, Sun Devils will move on from there to play a Saturday-Sunday series at Notre Dame. Okay, as we know, Arizona State will be on the road all the time. There are other things happening, though, in our college uh, NCAA coverage out here. We're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the start of the Gold Pan 
uh, battle for the gold pan between Denver and Colorado College in about three or four minutes. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone 
but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user. And the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, the Sunday night episode, uh, always presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shops and always talking about the reaction. As I like to say on Twitter, Paul, you watch the action on your various uh, streaming devices or on TV channels, but you listen to us for the reaction. And we're going to talk reaction to the start of the 2020-2021 uh, gold pan battle between Denver and Colorado College. It started off Friday night at World uh, Broadmoor World Arena in uh, Colorado Springs and moved on to Magnus Arena in Denver Saturday. The two teams split. And I uh, just want to get your thoughts starting on Friday night, Paul. Well, I, I thought that Colorado College played a very solid, uh, relatively mistake-free game on Friday night. Uh, they responded uh, very nicely when Denver tied the game in the second period. Uh, they got two goals to, in in three and a half minutes uh, in the middle of the period to take a three to one lead, uh, and uh, Hunter McCown uh, got three points in that game. Uh, he had a goal and two assists, and and was really the the the, the dominant player in that game. Um, and you know. There were a couple of different times in that game where Colorado College responded to uh, pushes by Denver in the third period, very early in the third period. Denver got a goal to make it 3-2. to two, And uh, less than a minute later, uh, Connor Mayer scored uh, the fourth goal for Colorado College and put them back up by two. And, and, and that was a, a big turning point in the game. I think after that, uh, Denver started to – I hate to use the word the, – the phrase played more desperate. But let's face it, uh, when you're down by two in the third period, uh, just your natural reaction is to, to go at it a little bit harder or at least uh, pick up the intensity. And uh, that intensity was definitely there in the third period. Uh, I think that uh, Colorado College, like I said, played a very solid uh, 
relatively mistake-free game. They got some big saves by Bassey. And, you know, he came up with the big saves when they needed him to. Uh, Magnus Krona was not at his best. And, you know, Colorado College, once again, took advantage of its opportunities. And, you know, got some pucks in and scored and played a very solid game. And Denver has definitely been off their game. Uh, It's not without the question that that Denver could rip off six or seven wins in a row and, and turn things around, but they haven't. Uh, you know, they, they, it's, they're not getting blown out in games. No, they're, they're hanging in every game and they're getting you opportunities. Know, uh, I think yeah, they just, David just Carl converted. Yeah. And, and David Carl said that at the, uh, the end of Saturday night's game, which we're going to get into in just a second, but he said that he said, you know, I keep telling the guys just to keep doing what they're doing, but sometimes they kind of look at you when uh, you're, they think they're doing everything right, but it's not going in the net for whatever reason, and somebody else's is, and and you find yourself at four, seven, and one or whatever they're at right now. Um, right. You're looking at it and you're going like, what the heck happened here? This isn't the way it's supposed to to be. We played better than this, and right. that is a fact. They they're they're four, seven, and one right now. Uh, so th- they're not out of the race, but the talk no, was mentioned. Not. Uh, but the talk was mentioned several times about the fact that there's only going to be 24 games for for the NCHC teams this year. And, you know, you can't let too many of them slip away. You've already played 12 now. Uh, right. so you're oh, well, listen, there is no soon. question. There's no question that they are uh, running out of time. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens next weekend. Uh, I think in the game two on Saturday night, uh, Denver took out a lot of frustrations in the rematch against Colorado College, uh, this time at Magnus Arena. And the thing I like about, you know, when I was watching the game is you definitely felt the intensity ratchet up. You know, Denver got, got you know, got on the scoreboard and they they, they got a lead. And it just seemed like uh, they relaxed a little bit and took out a lot of frustrations in that second and third period, Uh, especially the third period. Um, They found a way to get the puck in the net. They got some big saves early from Kaspersky. And... And, and they were off to the races. Let, let me ask you this before you go any further. How big was that pickup that uh, you remember we had David Carl on uh, before the start of the season, and he said, yeah, we got this goaltender coming in from Yale. He's a, he's a grad student coming in from Yale, uh, Kaspersky. And, and we kind of thought, huh, that's different because you lost, uh, you lost Devin Cooley late and, and to go out and find this guy. And, uh, wow, what a pickup, right? Well, listen, it's, you know, 
everybody expected Matt Vernon to play for Colorado College. And right now, uh, Dominic Bassey's been the guy that's 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 gotten the majority of the playing time. So you don't know how it's going to go uh, from day to day and from week to week. But um, you know, Magnus Cronus struggled at times. He struggled a lot. I think I I, I don't know what the deal is. If it's just the you know how goaltenders are, right? They're they're used to their there are certain things, and I don't know how it, goaltenders are. They're it, nuts. It, yeah, it's different, right? And and They're it's a lot crazy. different than a normal hockey uh, season. <laughs> They're like catchers. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring on the punishment. I I don't know. Um, they so, just... so let me tell you about the gold pen real quick, and then we'll get our final thoughts in. We'll move on to Air Force. But um, well, listen. Gold... I mean, like I said, I I thought even though the score was lopsided. I thought the intensity definitely ratcheted up in that Saturday game. And they'll play two more games in a row now. Yeah, they play uh, this. Next weekend. Yeah, they're flipped. They're Friday night they're right. in Denver. But, Saturday night they're in Colorado College. But then here's the kicker, Paul. There's still two more to go. No, no, no. I get that. that but I, I love the fact that they're playing four games in a row. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and then I love that. And then you're going to, you know, well, two things we're going to tease. We're hopefully going to have one of the captains on uh, from Denver next Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. So after they've played their four games against each other uh, in two weeks, we'll, we'll have a chance to visit with a Denver captain and find out what they think uh, and what they think is happening. And, and then the real kicker is they'll finish out their season in the last weekend of the year, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that they will do battle for the gold pan uh, one more time. And, and six games in the season is uh, uncalled for normally, right? I mean, you just don't play that many games against the same team. Uh, and we're seeing there that in the NHL There is nothing normal too, so. about this season. <laughs> exactly. Well, what is still not normal is the fact that Denver recorded win number 1,500 last night in their home opener on January 2nd. <laughs> at yeah. Magnus Arena, they got 1,500 wins, only the sixth team in NCAA history yep. to record 1,500. So congratulations to David Carl and everybody over at Denver for uh, the, a great milestone to reach, and, and there will be a lot more wins coming their way for sure. Well, um, obviously. but And, and my, final, my final thought on, on Colorado College is Mike Havlin is doing a fantastic job uh, in Colorado College, at Colorado College, think about the size of his university. Think about what he has to work with, and then take a look at what his team is because you have to be a student, a real student, to get into Colorado College, first of all. And when you have an enrollment of, what, six, 7,000, something like that, um, man, to find the hockey talent that he's found and to get them all to buy into his system, it's starting to come together. And uh, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with by the end of the season. Well, listen, um, they have two more games to play than most of the other teams in the conference. Uh, they've played 10 games. Uh, Omaha has played 10 games. Um, and, and North Dakota's only played 10 games. The others have all played more than that. So there's still time for them to make up points in the standings. Uh but if I had told you know, if I had told you that they uh, 
would be right there with Omaha and Denver and and really the only team that that seems to be out of it at this point is Western. You know, I mean St. Cloud's got 22 points. All right, so they might be a little bit of a reach at this point. But North Dakota and Duluth have 20. Den Omaha has 19. Denver has 15. Colorado College has 14. Miami's That's, got 14. Miami's got for there's a lot of season there's a lot of season for that. Oh um, yeah. And you know, of course you still have the conference tournament. Right. So at this point, you know, you just want to be as high as you can. And right now this this conference is really, really tight, especially in the middle. Uh between, you know, uh, four, five, six, and seven, where they could flip around a lot in one day. So. Yep, ab absolutely. So I, I think it's going to be a fun battle down the stretch for uh, for both uh, Denver and Colorado College. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for us to watch and cover, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to them um, as often as we can, uh, both teams, to find out uh, how things are going. Okay, so that's it for NCHC Talk. Uh, you covered it pretty well, gave us our standings and all of that. So let's move on to Air Force. Uh Poor Frank Saratori, not only does he have a real battle with his schedule, but he also has a real battle uh, getting wins. And uh, they haven't played for a long time. And, well, and, and it now, showed. I yeah, mean, I'm, honestly. How, how can it not? You haven't played in five or six weeks. It, it, there's no way for it not to show. Okay. Uh, they played Niagara today, uh, lost 7-2. to two. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, they haven't played in, in, in five or six weeks and, you know, Niagara played last week. Actually, they played a few days ago. They played on New Year's Eve. Yeah. They got their, they, they lost six to one to Robert Morris, but they played a few days ago. There's, there's no way that. That that wasn't going to be a major advantage for Niagara coming into that, coming into this weekend. They play tomorrow. I expect a a much tighter game tomorrow. But when you haven't played in six weeks, you know, and it's not like one or two players isn't played in six weeks. The whole team hasn't played. And and the other thing you were telling me is uh, it's not exactly the easiest place to get to. Uh no, no, not from <laughs> not 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 from Colorado Springs to. To, to, is there to, an Air Force Niagara. base close, Paul? Do you know? <laughs> well, we don't know that they took an Air Force plane to get there. That would make yeah, it easier, but we don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if there was a base close, they probably we would have tried to get that that uh, Air Force jet to take them as close as possible. But um, that that's always a fun thing. So, so Air Force has uh, another game tomorrow, just like Arizona State does. Uh, you know, this time around the holidays, it's really weird. 2020 itself is, was really weird. 2021 is really not a whole lot different at this point. So uh, tomorrow night, Air Force, or tomorrow afternoon, at least, uh, out here in the mountain time zone, 3.05 p.m. in uh, Arizona State and Minnesota at 6 p.m. So we got games to watch tomorrow and to follow. We also have the World Juniors coming up. So Yeah, the semifinals. Um, 
So, so tell me what your thoughts are on the World Juniors because I haven't really had a chance to visit with you much about that, but I can tell you what I saw, but I'm going to let you tell me what you saw first. Well, um, first of all, uh, you, you, some, some of the games that, don't involve, that have not involved the U.S. and Canada have been some great hockey. Um, most of the blowout scores have taken place at the hands of the Austrians and at the hands of the Swiss in terms of their being on the wrong end of those scores. And and the outmanned German team that... Uh, <laughs> well, they, 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 were, they, they were outmanned. They, they, but you saw when they got a little bit healthy... How they were right there with the Russians in that quarterfinal game yesterday. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, and if you looked at it, the Germans had plenty of chances to tie that game. And, uh, you know, they were down 2 nothing going into the third period, got that relatively early third period goal, and they dominated that third period. Uh, Askarov, the Russian goalie who was a number one pick, uh, you know, a first-round pick in the NHL, basically managed to keep them off the board. But um, you saw when the Germans got a little bit healthier, uh, especially on the back end when they when they they weren't worn down, how they stayed in the game. Uh, the Slovaks gave the Canadians a fit. The Czechs gave the U.S. a fit last night. Um. Sweden lost in the preliminary round for the first time in 15 years and then got beat by the Finns. So if anybody thinks that uh, that USA-Finland game tomorrow is going to be a cakewalk, think again. Uh, I, 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 the Russians have talent, but nobody has 19 first-round picks that are actually on the <laughs> ice. That is just insane. It, there, there's a that, reason that is that, that is just uh, nuts. Paul, and, there's and, a reason Canada the, wanted to play this World Junior Championship. Well, I get that. No I, I get that. And and don't forget, uh, their best players not playing. Yeah, and won't be playing for the Blackhawks either. Probably. Play, I mean, holy smokes! Nineteen first round picks, and if, if you're going to tell me that they forced the issue to play this. Of course they did. Uh, we won't get into the IIHF and they're not having a women's tournament. But uh, <laughs> no, well, that, that would be another whole show. <laughs> well, I'm ready for that too. I mean, that's I, I think that's BS that they're not doing that. Um. So I mean, just you know, it's 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 crazy to watch. Um, but these two games tomorrow, uh, you know, the, the U.S. and Finland, not nearly as much. Even though I think I think it was a couple of years ago, the Finns knocked the U.S. out of the tournament. But this is not quite the same thing. But if 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 the chalk wins. All right. Or whatever you're going to tell me that regardless of the number of first-round picks, 
that Canada versus Russia is not a rivalry. You know, if and if the U.S. wins, whether they face the Canadians or the Russians, that that's not going to be a rivalry. That those, that, that those aren't rivalries. No, I so, think I think that's a hundred percent rivalry. I think, it, but I, I want to touch just a little bit more about the U.S. team because they okay. just uh, they. They came off with what I thought was a lackluster performance. Maybe they weren't all together yet on the same page and all of that. Uh, but Nate Lehman does such a great job of bringing his groups together uh, when he has a chance. He did it at Providence. Uh, he's doing it with Team USA. Uh, so they lose to to um, the Russians. But then they come back. And they back didn't and play they, well in that game. No, that's what I'm they saying. They did not play yeah. well in the first two periods of yeah. that game. And, and uh, but they come back, Paul, and they go two hundred eighteen minutes fifty three seconds of shutout hockey over right. their next three and a half games. Right. That that's pretty impressive. Uh, to be honest with oh, you, for sure. I'm glad I'm glad they got scored upon, um, uh, and I think that's going to help them in the game against Finland. I'm glad that the the, the Slovaks kept it a little close at least, so that uh, there was a battle. But uh, you may talk about the the 19 or 20 uh, number one for our first round picks in, in team Canada, but the heart and the talent on team USA is something that I haven't seen for a long time in, in a team USA world junior. There's been some good teams with some really good players, but this group is different. I mean, when a, when a line with Bobby Brink on it, on the a third line is uh, really raising havoc that allows your first and second lines a little more freedom. And uh, what can you say about Trevor Zegras? I mean, he is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, listen, listen, if, Plus, if, I was so happy just to see Cole Caulfield score and uh, on his birthday. So, uh, Well, listen, that, that, if you're going to sit there and, and you're just going gonna, you're gonna to rip it off that, um, I don't think in terms of NHL draft picks and – and those kinds of things, the, the the two teams with the most on-paper talent is Canada and the U.S. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you look at the guys that are playing on the fourth line of Team Canada. Like I said, all 12 of their forwards are number one picks. I don't think I've ever I, – I, I, has that ever even <laughs> happened before? I, I doubt mean, it. I, I doubt I, it. I, I, I just – and this is not knocking the other teams. Okay, the you know the the advantage that the the Swedes and the Finns have is their system has always made them play uh, the same way throughout the system from when they're youngsters, and you know eventually the U.S. copied that with the U.S. National Development Program, where they where where they have put that in the same thing. Um, you know, and the Canadians have always had the advantage of "quote unquote" the deeper talent pool. But twelve, all twelve forwards being number one picks, and yeah. so that 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 leaves uh, the other. You have your six defensemen and your two goalies. Uh, I think the goalies are basically the only ones not number one picks. 
And it's hard to find a number one pick goalie. Uh, well, there are two of them playing is. tomorrow, well, but that's I, that, I that know, is I, that is the I'm exception is, and not the yes, rule. Exactly, that's my point. Teams don't take things. goalies in the first round anymore, or very rarely do. Right. So, uh, so the semifinals are tomorrow, and then uh, Tuesday for the uh, is that correct? Tuesday for the uh, gold medal, the bronze uh, medal game. I think that's I think it's Wednesday. Or is it Wednesday? Maybe it's Wednesday, and I've got that. Maybe there's a day off in between. Okay. So uh, we'll we'll look forward to seeing some World Junior action. We'll look forward to seeing those guys on World Junior teams come back to either their uh, their college teams, or in some cases, there might be some coming to professional teams, especially here in Arizona. There could be uh, two players coming to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Well, listen, uh, when, when you look at the Coyotes, uh, they're the ones that probably need the offensive talent more than the other two teams in that, that we that we have here they, in the they, Avalanche. They can, and the, they, they can also use the defensive talent, Paul. Well, Victor yeah, so it, is going to be a top six. No, 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 I get that. He but, right now, but, he's top six. No, no, I, I get that, but you understand the point I'm making that if you sit there and look at it, Vegas has plenty of guys that can score. Colorado has plenty of guys that can score. Um, and the Coyotes, over the last few years, their problem is getting guys to score. They play yeah. relative. Yep. They play solid, you know, solid defense and get really good goaltending. And I understand that Soderstrom could, could, could possibly come in and play right away. I, I believe he will come in and play. Right well, I, I expect to see him here very, okay, very soon, if not, if not tomorrow. He might be here already. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. I don't know what the the. Well, I'll the, tell you the virus protocol. Out, well, no, no, I'm, no. What I'm going out Wednesday, so I'll see if he's here by then. Well, no. My point is that the virus protocols, even though they were in the bubble at the World Juniors, might force. Soderstrom to wait before yeah. you get on the ice. Yeah, it's entirely possible, but okay, I the think same he thing with part of the roster. The same thing with Farinucci if he if 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 they decide to bring him into the NHL team right away. Yep, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. So let, let's end it on that. Uh, I will be out to see the Coyotes on Wednesday, possibly the Golden Knights on Thursday, and and then again to watch the scrimmage on the Coyotes on Friday. Uh, the NHL um, training camps obviously have opened, so we'll do uh, our Sunday specials. Arizona Coyotes come up a week from today on our feature, and then followed by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Are you going to try and go see the Pashnik brothers? We're working on that. Zach and okay, I have both asking. reached out. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're only going to see one Pashnik right now, I think, well, because whatever. the other one is on the AHL. Well, uh, whatever. Group, there. But, just, yeah, but, just asking the question. Yeah, we, we've dug into it. Uh, we're waiting to I, find out what the protocol is and if we can get over there to uh, to get in there. But I know the the Coyotes and the Golden Knights have uh, opened up theirs. Uh, I don't know about Colorado yet. haven't found that out, so we'll dig into that. But I'll let you uh, do your read, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network has been brought to you by Belfort, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit Belfort.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. 
100% blue agave is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, on ice, in line, in the net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beer, and made-to-order burgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things to throw out there. Of course, tomorrow night is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, followed by Tuesday. Paul and I will be back with you on College Hockey Southwest Weekly and Wednesday, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. You are able to download all of the past episodes, if you missed any of them. Any one of your favorite spots to get your uh, your podcasts are available. Um, just a quick tease, about three weeks from now, we will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Four nights of shows, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, from the fabulous D-Hotel and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, we're looking forward to that. We're hoping that COVID continues to uh, go the other direction. Can I say that? Or is it it's going the wrong direction right now? We want it to go the other direction. Uh, <laughs> whatever. We want things to cool down. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, join us again. NHL hockey training camps have started. We'll have full coverage from all three of our teams, and then AHL will follow, and we'll continue to bring all the best in NCAA hockey as well. Paul, any closing comments for us before we say goodnight? Uh, yes, uh, and I am taking this shot across the bow, people. <laughs> it's one nothing or 2 nothing. This zero stuff has got to stop. And... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Heinert, if you're listening, just you, you, you get to talk just with letting him. You know, I, I think next Sunday night, Alex. Yeah, Heinert I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to give him, <laughs> just trying to give him the heads up. Oh, okay, not that okay. he did it. I'm just uh, trying to give him the heads up because I'm going to ask him about it. Uh, uh, definitely, Alex. If you're listening, uh, Paul is uh, is going to have some questions for you. So, okay, we'll say good night, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Good night, everybody. <laughs>